Good evening. I am Andrea Eichmann with the People's Patriot Project, and we are here tonight, as always, every Sunday night at 1800. That is 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. I don't know, Daylight Savings, whatever. It's a Central Time Zone, and um, we bring you this show every week. We got your 6 at 6 Patriot Playtime um, with Mark Peterson and I and our guests. Every week, we bring you a guest, and a lot of times we bring a musician, um, new or old, and we share all the good and the not so good that happens in our world every day. It is 20 November, 2022. Uh, our amazing guests tonight are Miss Dawn Ricks. She's a great, um, oh my goodness, she's got so much to share right now. We saw Dawn finally in person down in Nashville this last time. And I mean, things are always better in real life. And she did not change our minds for one instant. Um, she's got some new stuff, some cool stuff to share tonight. And she brought a friend, Mr. James Stokes will be with us tonight as well. And I think I'm going to save that for you guys to find out. So before we get started, we would like you to please take off your hats, put your hand over your heart and stand if you can and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag, to the flag of the United, of the United States, States of America, America. And, and to the republic, the republic for which it stands, one nation, one nation under, God, under God, indivisible, indivisible with, liberty with liberty and justice, and justice for all. <laughs> there we go. Great. Oh, 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 that's not supposed to happen twice. I feel like you misplaced that app for a while. Now it's back. You found it again. Ah, it's, back. it's back. We're here. 
Look at the crew already coming in. Timothy Newton, we miss you as well. Thank you for being here, brother. One of the groups that was down in Nashville with our Nashville takeover. Uh, we've got Tammy Schroeder. She's a stay heart here. Uh, I'm guessing this is Mr. Uh, Catch-22 down in El Paso. Derek? Yep. And uh, we got, they're just streaming in, man. Uh, Battle Bourbon Buddies. Um, Battle Buddies, I'll get it right. Um, Jason Hamilton. That must be one of Don's super fans there. Um, Oh, man. But uh, it's been a month since uh, the night. Wow. that's, That's sad. Oh, uh-huh. since our opening night there. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. A whole month has gone by. Shoot, we got to um, get moving. Boom. Brian Gibson with uh, Project Die Hard out of uh, Kentucky and Illinois with Fob Rush. And so amazing crew, amazing people. And I know people will be hopping on and off all night long. But look at I this amazing that. panel of guests we have tonight here. We have. And the possibility of one or two more joining us. It's going to be fun. Oh, what, what just we're so blessed um and i and i this is our message man we're going to constantly have a positive message out there and we are going to constantly move forward and we're just going to constantly make a difference and uh with our positive words and and mm-hmm. just and it's based around i don't know if anyone ever told we would help anyone that came and asked for help we do focus on our veterans and our first responders but this is this is what we do, and we have this show uh, that allows us to bring people who are boots on the ground that believe in a mission of positive message and, and lifestyle, and uh, that's that's Mr. Stokes tonight. It's a real creepy background you got there, brother. I don't know if there's a story to this or what's going on, but uh, um, yeah. thank, thank goodness we have the beauty of uh, Miss Ricks here to counter that, and uh, it's it's beauty always and the beast. It's <laughs> there beauty. it is. Wow. <laughs> I'll take uh, that, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Miss Jewel, you're new to our world. Thank you for being here. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, please feel free to comment during the show when you see great things. And again, uh, a lot has happened. Uh, right. We do have a Facebook user. We're going to throw up a link real quick right now. Um, if you um, haven't had the chance to do this, you can link your account with – it doesn't link it, but it just allows it to communicate. Uh, your Facebook account to StreamYard. Uh, we do also uh, put this out on YouTube. or look. We're trying to grow that. Um, I hate putting the link out. That was a conversation me and Andrea had before this. We put the YouTube link out there. We're not at a thousand people yet, so um, <laughs> we don't get to brand it the way we want. So it's this big ugly URL out there. Uh, we'll get it up there again. The more people that like and subscribe to that, the faster we can get it to a branded channel. And also, um, they say, and I don't know, I'm not a big YouTube guy, but uh, they say that if uh, you get to that thousand, you get to start monetizing. Uh, the that that channel as well. So uh, that's a huge that would be a huge help for us, um, just because of all the the missions we are involved on in the weekly matter and and uh, yeah, that's what we do. So let's. Do you want to do the news now, Miss Eichmann? 
I can do the news now. I would. I got to tell you, it's Thanksgiving on Thursday, so I should mention that right away. Hmm. I tried um, to schedule some meetings on Thursday this week, so that's, yeah, 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 they they didn't like that. That's, I'm not going to be there, and you're not going to like it for the double reason because I'm a I'm gonna go to the football game Thursday night. Although after today's, we live in Minnesota. You guys, please forgive me, um, because our I don't like Dallas. Sorry, all you Texas people. I love Dallas, except when you play the Vikings and then the Vikings stunk it up. Sorry, Vikings. You did. Um, all right, guys. So it is still military uh, family month. And that's when we honor and celebrate the contributions and sacrifices of the families of the U.S. to armed forces. Um, so yesterday, the Saturday before Thanksgiving every year on the night. Uh, so this year it's the 19th. Um, it's been designated. So, I mean, I think in retrospect, we can add it in. It's designated by Congress as International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. And that's a day for those affected by suicide to come together for healing and support. Totally fitting. Um, we're here. We're here as well. I just, um, man, I've seen a lot posted the last couple of weeks. It's getting close to the holidays. Um, behavior or mental health is... Um, I don't know. It's on it's the edge of its seat at all times right now. So um, we'll be doing our reach out to your six in a little bit here. But um, so I was looking up some of our service people. And so it, it's a little blurb about behavioral health conditions for police officers. Um, the increased risk of negative mental health consequences are due to the dangerous nature of their jobs, as well as the greater likelihood that they experience critical incidents, environmental hazards, and traumatic events. In a study, okay, this ties into Peterson's, like, they signed up for this. So they knew it was coming. That's what they signed up for. Um, but not really. None of us actually signs up for that. In a study, about three-fourths of the surveyed officers reported having experienced a traumatic event. Three-fourths, so 75%. Um, who changed after experiencing a traumatic, oh, oops, I missed it. Um, less than half of them told their agency about it. And then half of the officers that of that 75% um, reported personally knowing one or more law enforcement officers who have changed after experiencing a traumatic event. And about half of them reported knowing an officer who had committed suicide. So uh, that's why we include our first responders in this. Um, and then the risk factors that they sign up for, I'm being very sarcastic. They're not signing up. We just had a little conversation about that. Risk factors during the event for first, responder, first responders include exposure to the disaster or the event itself. Um, in a literature review, reporting on factors determining psychological outcomes, including stress, well-being, mental disorders, resilience, and personal growth. So all of that in humanitarian aid workers or similar professions deployed to help with the aftermath of a disaster. The proximity to the epicenter, to the center of the disaster, was associated with higher levels of mental health issues. Um, they tied it into 9-11, um, Hurricane Katrina, and similar events. Those are associated with hazardous alcohol consumption by the service officers. Um, also long work hours in unfamiliar or demanding, demanding circumstances, and then not taking that time off each week. This leads to fatigue, mental distress, job dissatisfaction, and subjective health complaints. And I just, 
all ties into where our world is right now. We have a huge shortage of those officers, um, firefighters, even our dispatchers. Um, who wants to sign up for that at this moment? It's just, uh, and thank goodness for those who do. I know in St. Paul, the Academy just put out 14 new officers. Um, we're still short about 186, but it's a good start. It's a good start. So, um, so yeah, there's that. That's, that's, I don't mean to be a downer. That's, it's good that it's Thanksgiving on Thursday. We're heading um, the right direction, right? We got, we're heading in the right that. direction. Yep. And yes. I think because of some of the tragedies and traumas that we've dealt with over the last three years, I think we're getting to have more real conversations. I mean, we moved from some people in the, in the police forces not making good choices to let's defund the police to let's have a conversation. And sadly, sometimes it takes that whole stepping and moving around to get to the actual point to start having those conversations. And so, um, Simplify design. In the house. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, you're going to mess me up even with your first name. Amy Lynn? Amy Lynn. That's Amy Lynn. Amy Lynn. Yeah. And uh, this, she's, does that look like, it looks like vampire teeth. That is. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, broken heart. Oh, where? Yeah, oh. profile pick. And that, I wonder why. Hmm. I wonder why. Mm. All right, let's just do a brief intro, and then we'll get into this this monster story, whatever's going on here. But uh, <laughs> we have the amazing Don Ricks. Uh, it's so awesome to have you here, Don. Well, it is awesome to be with you guys again, and I'm so glad I got to see you in Nashville and hug oh. your necks. Get pictures and all of that good stuff. We've been talking for several years, and I admire all the work that you do. And I try to tell people that you guys are hands-on, um, whatever whatever they need. I mean, you guys you guys are there, and you you do it effortlessly. You're gracious about it. You are um, trying to spread the word. You're constantly trying to do good things, whether it be just start that conversation you spoke of or just hold things like this on weekly, um, every week. Um, some people will feel comfortable sharing with you things that they may not feel comfortable sharing with someone else. And so just the fact that you guys reach out and you help, um, you help people kind of get out of their own head kind of talk it out, walk it out, you know, write it out, hang out with you guys. It's it's a great thing that you do. So you have had my support for years and you always will. And um, I appreciate being a guest. So thank we, you. I, I need you to like redo that all over again. Right? <laughs> um, I will. I'll do, I'll do the whole commercial for you. It's fine. But it's from the, it's from the heart. You know what? It's very easy to share things with people that are real and that hit people. And you were so right. I mean, it is Thanksgiving, you know, coming up and it's, it can be a hard time of year for a lot of people, for a lot of folks who, and you know what? Check on your strong friends. Because it's the ones out there working their tail ends off, trying to stay busy to not have to focus on those things that really could have the crushed heart that you're not seeing. So be sure to check them, you know, check on check on your strong friends, too. Don't forget about them. And um, and you know what? And if you're having a hard day, that's the best time to check on your friend, because it seems like when you reach out to them and you start trying to encourage them or inspire them or or to help them in return, 
it takes your mind off of kind of what you're dealing with and it fills your heart up. I would like to introduce our new show personality, Don Ricks, who is now (laughs) taking over and will. That's right. The show is hers. It's here. All right. You're going to have to mute my mic. She knows our message. That's. And so yeah. we're going to jump on it real quick. We usually wait till later in the show, and there's no better time. Everyone's got one of these. It yes. takes roughly six seconds or less to, to text, hey, what's up, bud? What's going on? Yeah. Um, these are so, so important. It's what is the driving force. I mean, and everyone's got a different flavor. I mean, some things get – we mm-hmm. talked with our guests last week, and – they didn't like the push-ups for 22, and that's different strokes for different folks, and that's not an attack on on his belief system or other belief systems. If you if what gets you driven is to go do 22 push-ups and and uh, get some followers, go do it. Go do it. Um, reach out. Do a six-pack. We ask you to do a six-pack. Uh, exactly what Don said. I don't need to say anymore. Um, wow. Thank you. Can I can I add to that though? Because I. As the non-service person here, I mean, I teach that counts for half of that maybe, but um, every veteran, every first responder that I've run into who has probably started the conversation with their own issues turns right around and wants to do everything to help the next person in line. It's just the nature of who they are and what they do. And that's why this world works because well, we talk about awareness and awareness and awareness. And one day I'm like, you know what? I'm so over being the awareness anymore. We got our ugly green. We got our big, we, the people, that's who we are. That's what we do. And now we need boots on the ground. We can't, we're helping people along the way, but we're also, we got to pick up everybody that we can. And um, yeah. Effort is everything. The awareness, I think everyone's aware. Now, whether they, whether they decide to pay attention to that is up on, is up to them, but everyone is aware. So now it's, now it's time to actually take action and to do something. So, I mean, even if it's one phone call a day or, or one text message or, or just, you know, how quick do we click and share? If you see something inspiring or something uplifting, click and share it. I mean, that's simple enough, right? So effort is everything. So sorry. Yeah. No, don't be sorry. This is it's <laughs> awesome to see the passion. And, I mean, and again, you've been around long enough to know what we do and where we go with yeah. it. And I like that you said it's effortless. Effortlessly, I I wish you would see behind. I'm glad you don't get to see behind the scenes sometimes because uh, it is it's it's chaos. But uh, I'm glad. And one of our biggest compliments is people can come on here, share the story, and then they turn around and say, man, that was so comforting. It was so open and welcoming. You are, again, that's our biggest compliment. I'm not trying to put words into people's mouth. People come on and they they see a value to to this mission. And we appreciate everyone that's part of it. Um, Pat Cornwell, you, just because you're blowing it up, brother, I'm going to give you a quick shout out. Not that <laughs> a long time. Uh, law enforcement out in uh, Wyoming. Um, it's awesome. Wyoming State, the home of the Cowboys, the real Cowboys. That's the only time we really talk about the Cowboys on this show, right, Andrew? <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, well, but we saw that. All right, okay, this is a nice segue. Mr. Stokes, you you yes, hit sir. the rodeo circuit for a while there, I saw. I did. Yep, yeah, I did. I, I, I was, yep, yeah, I still work with horses almost every day, so 
Uh, that's that's a passion of mine that has been for years uh, growing up. Um, I rode IPRA for about three and a half years, I guess, on the rodeo circuit up and down the East Coast. Uh, so I, I rode bareback and bull. And, uh, yep, I had a great time doing it and got hurt a couple of times and got right back on. That's what you got to do. Did so, you yeah. ever get a chance to ride Cody, Wyoming? Uh, no, I, never, I didn't go out west a whole lot. I pretty much IPRA is on the East Coast. So I stayed, uh, you know, PBR and all that stuff is out on the West and all that stuff. So I stayed sure. IPRA most on the East Coast up is and down. It- Mm-hmm. That's the East Coast. They ride the like the sheep and the goats and stuff, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I, not at all. Not yeah. at you all. know, you're poking. Stop poking our guests. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm from West Virginia, so you need to stop right there. No, the life of a rodeo is an intense uh, industry, and I just the fact that you're in there and played it and did it and. Um, it's awesome. Yep. And Chris Moore, first responder out of uh, from our East Coast. Yep, mm-hmm. there's Chris. Long time no see, Chris. All right, Mr. Stokes. Yep. When you walk into, and I don't know if our, our people in our world know who we're talking to, but we have <laughs> Mr. Stokes is an actor. How do you walk in and audition to be Jason? Well, <laughs> Um, I, I actually didn't. Um, I was talking to uh, the director that that uh, wrote Voorhees Night of the Beast and stuff like that. We was on another shoot, and um, yep. And I'm a I'm a very I'm, I'm you know I'm a, I'm six two away two thirty. I'm a very muscular guy, and uh, he just saw my stature and he 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 thought I would be perfect. And I just told him I said, look, if you if you do this, I want to be I want to play this character <laughs> if possible, and and. So when he got the script written, he, he contacted me. His name's Jason Pitts. Great guy. Do anything in the world for him. And uh, he contacted me and said, we're going to do this and I want you to play Jason. So, and that's where it all started. And that's been whew, a two year process now, I guess. And um, uh, so, yeah, I, I just uh, started watching all the films again and learning how to walk. And cause you know, Jason doesn't talk. You know, so he didn't he didn't do any he didn't say anything. So it's the mannerisms and stuff that the way he does and the way he kills and all that stuff. So I talked to Kane Hodder and Kane Hodder is a good friend now. And uh, yeah, it was just a a process to to play that character. And and now everywhere I go, I'm known as Jason. So it it, it really it really is a, a fun. It's been a fun character to play, I guess. And um, speaking of what y'all are going through as far as suicides and stuff and, and bullying and all that, that's I'm a very big advocate of that. I've gotten to where I can go to schools now and talk to kids. And I'm mainly hitting the middle school to high school. And this year I just got two colleges that I'm going to talk to. Uh, but getting to getting to talk to them as a character instead of just a person and and i know that sounds weird but it i I, kids they really draw to me when i come in with my mask and all that now i don't walk in with the mask on of course but you know i just have it in my hand and, and when they realize who i am and what i do they their attention is right there for me and when you have someone's attention you you find that 
that people will listen and be more attentive and, and kind of take in what you're saying. When you, if, if a guy walks in in a, if I walked in in a suit, I guarantee you kids, you know, a, a middle school kid's just going to look down at his paper and start drawing a picture. They, they don't care nothing about listening to a guy in a suit, but you walk in with a mask, Jason mask. And it's, it, it just, it turns them. I mean, it's literally like, they're like this and they want to listen to everything you have to say. And that's when you, that's when you can hit home with a lot of things. And if I can, if I can talk one kid in from killing themselves or doing something stupid or going with the wrong crowd, then I, I did my job. I feel like so. I, I, I'm not. It's 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 my first rule when I became when I became an EMT and and on the fire department and stuff. You're not going to save everybody. You have to learn that. You have to you have to get that in your heart. You're not going to save everybody, and that is a very hard lesson or a very hard thing to take. That because every time that we go out on a call or every time that those tones drop and you have to get up and go, you expect that you're going to save that person. And a lot of times you don't. And we're all human. So we all have that emotion inside us that you, you want to save everybody that you, that you work on. You don't want anybody to, you don't want to lose anybody. Last man in, last man out. You know, you, you don't want to lose nobody. So being, being military, being EMS, being all of this stuff that I've done, it, 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 it's changed my, it's changed my perspective on everything. So now I'm at a platform as far as an actor goes to where I can take that and, and teach or, or tell these kids, there is another way out. You don't have to choose the wrong way. You, you don't have to be a follower. It doesn't matter who you are, or what you do in school. You don't have to be the quarterback of the football team. You don't have to be the, the star basketball player. You can be just you and be a leader. You don't have to be upper echelon in school to be a leader. And that's what these kids don't understand today. And, it, and it's really, and it's disheartening because all of these, these, and, and I'm sorry, but women, girls are the worst. They're, they're worse than guys when it comes to bullying. And it's, and it's terrible to see that. Because little girls, or when I say little girls, I'm talking about high school girls. These things right here are one of the worst things in the world for a kid. It is because they can be silent. They can be. They can hide behind something and and bully the heck out of somebody. And uh, it's just so. What can you do? I mean, what can you do about it? So it's just trying to reach kids and have them make the right choices. And I talk about choices every time I go into a school. And, and I'm going to continue doing that as long as they'll let me do it. And if, and if the Jason mask helps me do that, then I'm going to use it. I'm going to use everything that I possibly can in my power to get to these kids. It doesn't matter if it's stranger things, I'll use stranger things. I was on that. If it's Jason Voorhees, if it's Bigfoot, I played all that. If, if I don't care what it is, if it's anything that I can reach these kids with, that's what I'm going to use. I will not play fair when it comes to that. I love the aggression, man. We need more of it, to be honest with you. We, we've we've spent so long cookie-cuttering everything and, and frosting it with a nice big dollop of, of crap, to be honest with you. And, and, we, and we what do you it. see? 
You still yeah. see kids dying. You still see kids shooting up schools. You still see you. I mean, it's it's all that you still see kids hanging themselves in their bedrooms when they tell their mom they're going to bed. That irritates me. Well, I appreciate I can straight up see this on your sleeve and that uh, it clearly is is real for you. And that's the other problem that we have is we don't have the passion in front of us to to get this stuff stopped. And I, I we've got people commenting that you should be a motivational speaker for teenagers. I, I think you're doing it. Uh, we just need to get more exposure to this. And uh, wow, this is exciting. Just having the conversation. And being real and having the platform to have a conversation. So um, it's uh, we were talking and now you, you made it clear through. Why would we have James Stokes on our show? Well, yes, he he's an advocate for anti-bullying and for, for youth, but he also served as uh, a member of an EMS team, and, uh, and that's why he's here. And uh, our mission is always constantly to show that the people we have in our country who have served, continually serve it's it's not just uh in an ambo or in, on the on the rig or even serving as a as a, a, a enlisted or veteran it's actually a life statement for most of our veterans and first responders to be involved in a mission or something that's bigger than them um we do um you're right mr hamilton we do need more proactive parents um, and unfortunately, uh, that's falling on the hands of, of our, our schools at this point, because, um, it's tough. I, I wish there's, um, some pieces where we could hold people more accountable and, uh, and well, that's the reason I do what I do. I'm not, I'm not going to lay blame on anybody. And sure. this is the thing. There's no reason to lay blame now. Go out there. What I'm what I'm trying to do, because I have the platform to do it, is I'm going to go out there and just go to the source. The source is the kids. That's where the source is of everything. If you can get to the source, then it doesn't matter about the, the parents. Yes, they got to do their job, of course. And most parents are good parents, most parents. But nowadays, you know, most parents all have to work. There is no mom staying at home and, and dad working and, and or vice versa. Every, both parents have to work. So, you know, sometimes that's a drawback. You know, kids are at home by themselves for several hours a day doing whatever, you know, because they have to because their mom and dad are working just to feed them and to keep up the bills and all that stuff. But I'm not going to lay blame on a mom or dad. I'm not. I'm sure. It's just not, it's not worth it. And, and all you're doing is wasting time. You go to the kids, you talk to the kids and you tell the kids, look, there's other choices. There's other ways around this. Choose, choose your friends wisely because what you're going to do is what the friends you choose now is going to pretty much draw the whole scope of your life throughout high school. And that's the reason I like talking to middle schoolers because middle schoolers, that's where they get their core base of friends that go out through the high school years with them. So if they choose right then it's, it's a matter of a kid, the choices in a middle school kids, it's rough because you got peer pressure. It's like, Hey, you need to do this. You're not cool. If you don't do this. Well, the kids need to understand that you don't always have to do stupid things to be cool. Matter of fact, I want them to understand that choosing the right things makes you even cooler. 
you know, I had, I got very lucky in school and I chose the right friends and I chose the right path. And I got to, I, I got, I glided through school and, and it was great. I chose the right people. Not everybody does that. And it's not always their fault. Sometimes it's just a matter of peer pressure and, and just social, the, the social outcome of schools nowadays are crazy. Even with some of the teachers, you know, it, a teacher sometimes is the only parent that some of these kids have. And if, and if you have a, if you have a teacher that's not wanting to take on that responsibility, well then maybe that teacher needs to go find another job. And I hate saying that, but at the same time, that's what a that's what 90% of a teacher is nowadays is, yeah. is being almost a parent to a kid. And the teacher, a, a the coach. teachers are the teachers are the extra eyes and ears that we need. They're the ones who yes. know who might who's um, like which kids are getting the the one hot meal that week and might sure. not have a meal when they get home. They're the ones who can visualize and see those kids that are sitting by themselves at the lunch table or in the back of the room and and who's kind of um, has friends during recess or etc. I mean, but one of the things that I admire the most about James is his is his message, the make good choices. It seems like they're just simple words, but what a powerful statement that is. It's all about in the choices that we make. And um, if he can do what he's doing from middle school, high school, or whoever, or even someone watching the show is taking that down. They're probably taking notes right now and they should. Um, that's, it's powerful. And it's, I mean, hats off to you, bro, because you're doing a great job with with using your platform the same as artists or or actors or comedians, whoever, whoever, whatever platform you have, you use that as a voice to make a difference. And you're doing that. So. Well, thank you. And, and I'm telling you, and, and most of the teachers that I'm around when I go to these schools mm -hmm. are freaking phenomenal. The these these people are just Everybody that I've talked to, the kids love their teachers, and and that's and that's what I love to see. But the choices that that you make, and that's what I want to drive home to all of these kids, starts now. That's the reason I really like talking to middle schoolers, high schoolers too. Um, college is going to be a totally different story because they're getting ready to start their career, they're getting ready to start their lives on their own, and and a job and all of that stuff. So that can be very, very hard on someone too. It's just like, you know, when you got out of high school and you go into the military, that's, that's a rough, that's rough, man. You're on your own now. You ain't got mom and daddy to run home to. Yeah, you don't, you got somebody in your face 24 hours a day. I know I was there. It ain't <laughs> fun. It ain't fun, but I tell you what, it'll make you a doom per It'll make you a new person. And, and that's, that's the one thing about military is, is, so good it will make you a new person and um show you things that you've never seen before so mm -hmm. that's that's one sort of thing what a delivery and i just again i just admire the passion and the drive and i i what a, a blessing in the fact that now you have a vehicle and probably didn't even think about that when you got up this this your person as jason has now opened the door for more opportunities. We talked about that briefly before the show, that now mm -hmm. you have a different platform because people are willing to listen because yep. 
a hockey mask. And that's absolutely that, when I go yeah. to these horror cons, it's amazing. You know, you've got all of these fans that come up and want to meet you and stuff. And, and you, and you have pictures and stuff that you want to sign for them and all that stuff. But the kids that come to my table to talk to me, it is, it is amazing. Just the questions that they have. It's not about killing people. It's about playing the character. It's about, how did you get started? How did you do this? And that's right there. You open that door for me. You better be willing to talk because we ain't going nowhere for a little bit because I'm not going to let you go because I'm going to tell you at the age, because it's the kids that are 13 and 14 years old that are asking me that. And their curiosity is about wanting to be a actor or something like that. Well, that just opens my door to be able to tell them, you got to make the right choices. And when you make the right choices, you, you things will come to you in life that, that you have never even dreamed of. And, and it'll come to you very easily because the choices that you make in life, the friends that you choose in school, it don't have to be the, the, the star football player or anything like that. It doesn't have to be that. Just pick good friends. And if that friend asks you to do something and you know it's not right in your heart, then don't do it then don't do it. And it's not going to make you a bad person. You're going to see that it's going to make you a very good person. And that's what you got to drive home. And I'm telling you, kids, listen, people want to say kids don't listen. Yes, they do. They just got to be told. Oh yeah. Or they're shown, always listening. Or shown yeah. how to do it. Yep. Miss Ricks. We're going to get to more of an intro for you, but I just think right now is a good time to play one love fits all. Oh, that would be great. That would be really, really great. We have Miss Ricks with One Love Fits All. What if schools weren't divided by in and out crowds? Beauty on the inside shined on the out And all kids ever had to worry about was growing up What if bullies didn't prey on the small and the weak Bullies weren't a way for the evil to speak And nobody ever had a need or reason to run What if size didn't matter and looks other's faith. Wonder how many lives we could have saved if we did. What if grace was the future and greed was the past? Hope was a given and hurt didn't last. We never used words we wish we could take back again.
it's it's the right message from mm-hmm. both of you. It is where we're at. It's uh, it. I need everyone to realize we need to do something different than what we've done in the past. We need to do something different. Um, we we have a stringent policy of not talking about politics here, um, and I'm just going to say this: both sides aren't getting it right. Both sides. If we'd spend less time squabbling about all the other crap that we're dealing with, we could focus on things like this and get more people taken care of. Um, And I'm talking about the bullying aspect. I'm talking about the suicide aspect. And I'm talking about just taking care of veterans and first responders as a whole. Um, the, The more heroes we have in the communities, the more that we don't have to deal with this because we can have them on the streets working with kids and uh, helping raise them to be the future heroes. And uh, we've got to do something differently. we got to. So, Miss um, Ricks. Yes. I, I'm trying not to talk too much because, you know. Uh, you, you talk all you want to talk. This is, this is your guys' <laughs> show. So, um, we are slotted for a one-hour show, but uh, you know what? When there's a, a passionate conversation and a real conversation, uh, mm-hmm. we, we stay as long as our guests will allow us to keep them and uh, let the world hear the message that needs to be heard. And what a wonderful blessing. Every time we do a show, and now let's be honest, Don brought our guests to us tonight. So we will. there's, there's a connection there already. Uh, but just the connections that happen during the show, the people that are talking about the things that are going on behind the scenes, uh, um, we've got uh, Nick Orbeck, uh, Amy Lynn Woodall, all of them coming in and talking. We've got uh, Mr. Newton sharing his thoughts and ideas. Um, we had, uh, I'm pretty sure, Eric Uglesheger, and I know I destroyed that. Eric O, we'll say, uh, from uh, the Chattel Foundation was on here as well, maybe still. And you can beat me up, buddy. I, this is a guy that I've spent a lot of time with and enjoy being in his world and his mission. And, uh, and again, we just enjoy having them around and stuff like this slips out there every once in a while. I don't know why, how or where, (laughs) but it is what it is. Um, He wears that in honor of his son to raise funds for the Chattel foundation down in Texas. And uh, we are here to support that organization as well as, 160 different organizations across the country. And I wish we could promote more. I wish we had more people on board that we could help do those promotions and just get the message out. Get Again, like Andrea said earlier, we're done with uh, creating awareness. It's there. We know it's there. Everyone knows it's there. Uh, we now need to have boots on the ground and just kick the poo out of this dog and get rolling down the road, man. We got to get it done. So. I hear that you your pockets are a little heavier these days. My what? Herself will be. Herself will be. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you know, I had to show you, right? Because it's we heavy. Gotta, we, well, you still got to show us again because now we're like, oh, How about that? How about that? that? Female vocalist, Miss Don Ricks. Yeah, how about well, that? Congratulations. So- well, thank you. Thank you very much. It was it was interesting because I had a four hour gig the night before in Virginia. <laughs> and then 
we drove all the way to Indiana and we got there at 7.30 in the morning. And then we had sound check at 10 and then the award show. And it was, it was really great. And you know what? I want to tell you something. There, the music didn't start for my performance right away. And I'm standing on the stage, complete silence. And I'm looking around going, okay, first of all, I needed to use the bathroom, but we won't talk about that. Um, but there was no, I, could, I couldn't go. So anyway, so I had to come up with something quick. But you know what? I used that time and just blurted it out um, about um, not giving up, about following your dream, about supporting each other, about being with each other, about, you know, sending that phone call or sending that text to someone, like keep cheering them on for those writers who are like tossing that song in the trash or those of us who hit 50, 51 and we're like, I ah, give it up, you know, we're too old. Well, you know what? No, you're not. And so I was able to give that spiel <laughs> Prior to singing the song that I wrote, Tennessee Miles, which was exactly that message, all real and all true life. And let me tell you, I think the best way to touch people is to be real. And when you can make that connection and it doesn't matter your age or, you know, your nationality, it doesn't matter any of that. If you make a connection with someone, you can make a difference with that person and you can change their life. And whether it be through your your films, whether it be through song, whether it be through podcasts, whether it be through a weekly thing like this, you definitely can make that difference. So then I ended up singing the song, um, got off the stage, ran to the bathroom. And um, as they prolonged, because I had no idea the next award was the female vocalist award. So they all like, they were talking in slow motion. They, they said, um, the next up we have male vocalists. And they were just doing it because they were giving me time to get back <laughs> from the restroom. I know too much information. But anyway, when I got back and they announced my name, of course, I had all the crying tears and everything. But again, even in my thank you, I still blurted that back out there again about look. I didn't come here to expect to win anything. And there's always going to be someone younger, better looking, um, better at their craft, whatever. Um, but stay true to yourself. Stay authentic and never give up and never let anyone laugh at your dreams. Because you know what? The reason why they laugh is because it's th not their dream. It's your dream. So they don't matter. It's your dream. It's what's on your heart. When you're passionate about something, whether it be your craft, whether it be, um, you know, helping people prevent, like just talking to people, preventing them from killing themselves, um, coaching someone um, just through the transition of maybe divorce or transition of a job or the grieving, grieving people. This time of year, like I said, again, can be very hard for people for many different reasons. Um, and it's up to us to to just use that platform, whether it's giving a thank you speech that turns into some kind of pep talk or um, taking a couple extra minutes on your show just to kind of reiterate those things. I mean, whatever it is. But yeah, I got lucky. I got another award and Love now that. I add it to my little mantle and my little itty bitty tire, tiny fireplace in Nashville. And that'll be, it was meant to be. It ain't bragging if you did it. That's what they tell me. So no, I did exactly. it. <laughs> it's facts. Um, That's what kids say these days. Fact. It's fact. <laughs> it's a fact. fact. That's right. Fact. Um, uh -huh. well, the exciting piece, and there's some segues in here that allows us to talk about other things, is the first interview Andrea and I got to have on the red carpet on the Josie Awards carpet. And first of all, I would like to do a quick shout out to both Josie and Tina Marie Passantino for putting together that, that amazing platform because it allows 
some of the greatest talents in our country to have a voice that no one else ever gets to hear because they're all indie artists. They don't maybe not have the big dollars to uh, put in for recording mm-hmm. opportunities. They don't have the, the main stage opportunities, but these are, I'm telling you, some of the greatest talents in mm-hmm. the country at that event. I'm sure the who's who had equally as talented individuals. Oh, yeah. there. Um, but our first interview was Willie Lee Golden and of the Oak Ridge Boys. And again, the guys that mm-hmm. have, don't get higher than these people in the music industry. And again, we're shocking on with Willie Lee Golden. And it's like, what message do you tell these amazing? And he full openly acknowledged that everyone that was walking behind him, which was thousands of other artists, mm-hmm. are equally talented and just don't give up. Find the yeah. net. Find the opportunity. Find the the, mm-hmm. the the passion that James has to move forward and do what he's doing. You got to have it in your blood. And again, um, we're not here to, to weed anyone out or wean anyone out. Um, we will celebrate as much as you want to celebrate. And that's, again, why we invite Don to come back. And when she says she's got a heavy hitter, she's got a heavy hitter. Mr. Stokes comes in and, and shock and us a little bit. And uh, uh-huh. he has a lot of stuff that he's involved in and doing. So let him tell you all about that good stuff. Cause <laughs> I think, I think the people chiming in are going to be wanting to, um, to hear about that. Yeah. Well, and we always, just so you guys both know, we always have a, a post show event. That's just us talking about collaboration, how we can work together, where it fits. My brain goes a billion miles an hour. Not it's about my brain. It's about all of our brains together, collaborating, working together, and making a difference. And that's uh, hopefully we have a piece in that. And uh, I mean, just even to have Mr. Stokes show up to one of our events and just share. I mean, just just would, having his image. Love to. It was so funny because uh, I just literally I was here in Hendersonville, where I live, Hendersonville, Tennessee, not far from William. I know William Golden and and, and the Oak Ridge Boys and T.G. Shepard and, and a lot of guys and. And stuff, and but um, I was at the post office, and this guy, the the women at the post office, they all know me because I'm always in there sending pictures out to kids and and stuff like that of signed autograph pictures. Well, the women woman said something about a signed autograph picture, and the guy behind me, he said, "What do you do?" And I told him I was an actor and told him who I was. Well, he was part of the Lions Club here in Gallatin, in Hendersonville, and Gallatin, and he said they're it was just so happened that their speaker dropped out on them at the last minute. And he asked me if, and this was on a Friday and he said, can you come on a Tuesday to talk? And I said, absolutely. You know, I'd love to. And so I got to go and talk to the Lions club and, and they're in Gallatin and, and get to talk to those guys and find out what they was all about. And it was really neat. And so it's just opportunities like that that come. It's just like, you know, meeting you as a teacher, you know, I met other teachers at cons and stuff and I, and they found out that I go to schools and talk to kids. They they're already setting up things for me. And the, and it's always at the end of the school year, of course, cause that's the principals don't want speakers to come in and talk until the end of the year. And I totally understand that they got a curriculum, they got to follow and all that stuff, but it's fun to go to these schools and be able to have, even if it's just in a classroom where you're talking to 30 kids or if you're in a gymnasium and you're talking to the whole school, it's absolutely phenomenal to watch the kids' faces and stuff 
because you can't just bring it to them right off the bat. You can't just say, all right, we're going to talk about choices and this. No, you, you can't do that. You got to throw fun stuff in there to them. I mean, you got to, you got to get their attention. You got to tell them about you and tell them about what you do and how you got to become that and all that stuff. And normally they give me an hour. So I got to talk fast. And because my message to them takes a little bit longer than 30 minutes to talk. So I, I tell them about me. I tell, I bring out my mask pretty quick and, they find out I'm Jason and I got their attention just right off the bat. And when I found out that that happens, it's, it's, it was automatic, you know, and I always end with, you know, you have, you have three choices in life, you know, the three C's in life, you got choices, you got chances and you got changes. You gotta, you must make a choice to take a chance or your life will never change. And you got to think about that. If you make the choice, I love that. Yeah, if you make a choice, because your choice is always the first thing you're going to Everybody makes choice. When you wake up in the morning, you got to choose what you're going to put on for the day. So you're making a choice no matter what. So if I tell these kids, when you get to school, you make a choice of who your friends are going to be. You're taking a chance on what's happening. But I guarantee you, that chance is going to change your life. So you got to have those three things or it's not going to work. And once you get that through a kid's head and they start thinking about it, you will see changes in kids. I guarantee it. Then you can then you can go a little bit further. And like when you're down or when you're sad or when you're when you're upset or something and you don't want to talk to mom and dad or you don't want to talk to friends. There's other places. There's other things that you can do. There's other places you can call. There's other avenues that you can take. You you're never, ever alone. That's all a kid wants to know. A kid don't want to be alone. Sometimes they can't go to mom and dad because mom and dad, and that's just, it's life. That's the way it is. So you've got to give them other avenues. You have to give them other avenues. And if you can give a kid another avenue, they'll take it, but you've got to give it to them. And so that's what I found. And if I can save one kid from going and hurting themselves or killing themselves then I feel like I did my job because, and that's, that's the reason I use my platform and I use my, my, the acting part of what I do. I use it. Yes, I do. I use it. And people always, you know, I've had people say, you're always telling people you're Jason Morris. You're daggone straight. I do because it changes people's lives. I sure do because I use it for good. I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. I'm not backstabbing nobody. I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt nobody in the process. I'm just, that's what I use it for. And by God, I'm big enough to back it up. So I told that, you he'd be a good guest. <laughs> you are one of the guys that I would jokingly sit next to and call you a small guy, but I, it's uh, <laughs> not. You're a champion, sir. And I'm going to I'm going to label you that as you are a champ. This doesn't work without your heart and passion. And and again, I know you'll I know how people of your stature handle compliments and accolades and and, and you, you, right the head nod or shake. And and again, you're a champion, and that's what makes this work. That's what's going to save lives. That's what's going to make a difference in, A, the kids' lives. And normally we don't focus on kids on this show. But, again, it's an important aspect of our society, and we feature that. You're a first responder, um, and you have a platform. And thank you 
um, or thank you, thank the deities or thank whatever for who you are and your heart and your passion. And I'm sure the, the nut doesn't fall far from the tree. I'm sure your parents were a huge part of this, this conversation. And so thank them. Thank you. Thank the people in your life that have supported you. Uh, these are the gigantic pieces that we want to. And I, I like the fact that we have some aggression on this show for once. Um, <laughs> I do. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Passion. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Woo. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff popping up, Miss Eichmann, on yeah, our YouTube you. channel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we only get to see that from here, which is good. Um, yeah. <laughs> we have some people that like to exploit um, our audience, and that that happens on occasion. But we have a way to get rid of those things. So, um, amen, amen, amen. I think we need to hear. Hmm. This uh, female vocalist of the year song is what I think we need here. Is there a story behind it, Miss Ricks? Uh, well, I don't know which song you're going to play, but I, I can tell a story. Made you win all your hardware and all your trophies and stuff. Uh, is it the Tennessee Miles? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, speaking of real life, you know what? Um, um, not not everyone. Um, can hide it real well behind smiles, although we try. And um, this song was about my struggle. And um, I had had a broken windshield and every light on my Ford Escape of 400,000 plus miles um, was, was on. Um, broke the whole nine, you know, just having a moment ready to throw the towel in and call it, call it a night. And um, I got to thinking, you know, my age, you know, there's always someone younger and, um, you know, it's just kind of like my car, like I, need, I, mean, I should trade it in or get something new. And um, I got looking at the mileage again and I was like, well, you know what? No, this car, it's got another one left in it. And um, heck, they're only Tennessee miles. <gasps> and right there, the light bulb went off. And then I got out my phone and I started typing in all the words and I, and I want, I didn't want it to just come out and be like a sad song. I, I wanted it to kind of be, um, you know, relatable, I guess. And I wanted it to be real. It was never recorded to belt out a vocal or to be played on the radio and try to get a lot of streams or anything. That was not the purpose. The purpose of the song was it was real life. And if it inspired one person, male, female, or whoever to just keep going, um, then it was worth the right. And so we put it out. Um, Eminent Music signed me with it. And um, we put it out. And actually, one year ago today, it charted like number one in the top 75 songs or whatever. And internationally, it's been played. I mean, I've had a really good um, feedback. And it's those private messages that you get about the song and about someone who's heard it that mean the most. And, you know, the awards are nice. It's and I applaud and thank anyone who even acknowledges someone's craft or our efforts. We appreciate that. That's one reason we don't throw in the towel. Um, but hopefully this song again, if when you play it, hopefully someone listening might go, you know what? I like that. And maybe keep going and chase their dream. That is awesome. This is go. Don Ricks with Tennessee miles. Heart shattered like a windshield 
My pocket's like a gaslight on E. Three bald tires and a shady spare, but way too tired to care about anything. But chasing the dream. This old gal ain't giving up. Yeah, I know the odds are tough. I still got blacktop left to burn and songs the world ain't never heard. Got to, to experience the Tennessee sky. They're, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I, it literally is. I, I've traveled the entire country. I've and I've saw the sunset and the sun, sun up, sunrise um, in <laughs> Tennessee. And oh my goodness, um, we got this amazing picture as we are sitting there. We got a bunch of our people down on the campfire. And we are doing a live show from the Buffalo River Resort, and the sun is going down. 
And no one could have planned this. We take the picture, and there's a shooting star across the picture. Oh, I got wow. bumps. Just it's one of my favorite pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Andrea one day said, uh, she goes, Mark, I'd really like to see the, the sunrise in Tennessee. Well, it's really hard to see the sunrise in Tennessee when we're going to bed at 4 a.m. in the morning. And uh, But uh, I have this internal mm-hmm. clock that I'm not a huge fan of, but uh, I'm up at 5, 5.30 without an alarm clock at all. And I got coffee set up for all the artists and everything and get – and I went and I pounded on Andrea's door a little bit. I said, if you really want to see it, here's your chance. And again, went outside. She had a chance to drink her morning coffee. And it was just another, there's this river running down below us and the sunset's mm-hmm. coming up. And it's just like, oh my gosh, what did we do to deserve this? This is not, we really don't deserve it. And we've been blessed by it. And we can say the same thing about our show and about your music and what you bring and um there was a moment i i'm jokingly doing this uh there was a moment where uh you had to leave because i'm sure you were very you're very busy and uh i said andrea we got to get a picture with don we don't even have a picture with don that's one of the things we always miss out the opportunities is pictures with our friends yeah and (laughs) and we we don't get a chance because we're we're running, we're running, we're running, we're going, we're producing, we're production, we're this and that. We're making sure people are doing what they're supposed to do. And then we miss out on the opportunity. So we did get a group picture, uh, Andrea and Don, and then you can see my big fat head in the background. I, I made it, so we're there. We're um, it looks like San, uh, Saul Gonzalez on uh, on stage there at that time. But, oh, uh, what about it? How, about, how about that guy's voice? Was that not amazing? Oh. There, Andrea loaded it. Look at the shooting oh, star. Oh, nice. That's, that's beautiful. I know. I that's thought awesome. I didn't even see awesome. it. Someone pointed it out. So I thought it was a plane, and then there was no plane. And it nice. Ended, so, yeah. So, you, you were commenting about Sal Gonzalez, Don? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, you know, when at when you do your like after briefing of the show, please put his music information up because. Wow. I mean, they have to check him out. And I'm sure his story oh, goes well beyond that. that. But oh, fantastic. Sorry. Amazing. No one wants to see that right now. I think I... Oops. Whoops. What <laughs> Hands up. That's why I won't do anything <laughs> back here. <laughs> done. Um, is that the first time you've seen Sal? It is. It is. Okay. A friend of mine had done some writer's rounds with him um, and was there that night and and kept saying, oh, my God, wait to hear this guy sing. Wait to hear this guy sing. And I had sat down with my back to him. I was sitting in a booth and, you know, two notes in and I was up out of the booth standing like this, <laughs> like listening to this guy. And I mean, you just stood there with your mouth. I mean, it was crazy. He's crazy, crazy, crazy talented. It's mm-hmm. he's so good. There's so another good. crazy talented artist chiming in right now, Tony Turner. There, we, I, I, you know, we can almost give Mr. Turner some of the accolades that he was kind of the start of all this and allowing us to do this. He was one of our first musicians we brought on. He, we did take him to Nashville. We've been in Nashville twice with him now, um, and um, what a blessing he is. But um, 
so Sal wasn't going to play, and I, I do have to say it. If Sal Gonzalez will put up the link, if you have not heard Heroes, yeah. grab your box of tissues mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and go listen to Sal Gonzalez. And yeah, I'm you right now mm-hmm. it's over with. And I was so I've never been more proud in the fact that first of all I was screaming at him from the control pod module saying heroes heroes because he wasn't going to play it and yep. he finally said, yeah I'm going to play it and just the fact that how it was received in yeah. in Tin Roof mm-hmm. it deserves it oh yeah we were ugly crying. You know, the ugly cry, right? Yeah, we were ugly crying. It was, it was, but it was amazing. It was just such, such a real honor. And you know, what's important is when you go to these places or events or galas or whatever, you get to meet people, you get to meet people. Like I met James at the, at the gala for the love for music city. And um, it's all about talking, making connections. And you know what? Our paths cross for a reason and we may not understand it. We may not know why at that particular time, but sooner or later, the purpose redeems itself. Mm -hmm. And we're all better because of it. We're blessed by it. And it just, again, it branches out the net in networking. It's uh, sharing stories, real lives, um, building friendships, building relationships, and that kind of thing. So what you all offered to us um, during your your trip here, well, trip to Nashville and um, at the all the writers rounds and the red carpet, whatever your stuff that you do for us on here, it's all it's all, there's a purpose behind it and you're making a difference and it all links back to why I thought he would be a fantastic guest of, of for one. And um, you all needed to make that connection because I can already visualize the bigger things that are going to happen just from this simple interview. And um, I'm pretty excited for it. And we, while we're sitting here talking, we have more amazing, talented artists uh, coming on and, and the, the Elliot McKenzie, I always sometimes I say McKenzie Elliot just because he has two first names. Because you say it backwards, yeah. But, Hi, but, Elliot. Elliot, <laughs> happy brother. He's uh, from California. Like, mm-hmm. Our network is so expansive and it's so awesome. And we just, uh, I love yeah. it because we've made it. And I, I know we've made it because of the stuff we do behind the scenes and oh, yeah. and uh, the the silly people that think that they. They get to say, what's next for Mr. Stokes? What's next? Oh, goodness. Um, I have a lot <laughs> of things going on. Um, January, I'll be headed out to L.A. Uh, I have a it's, it's, it's funny and I can, I can go ahead and say it. We just, yeah, we're doing a, um, a movie um, it's called The Dark World of Oz. And what we're doing is we're taking The Wizard of Oz and turning it into a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'll be playing The Beast, which is the lion. So, um, and so that we changed the names, you know, of course, the Tin Man is now the Metal Man. The Scarecrow is the Straw Man. So we got uh, Eileen, uh, Eileen Dietz from the first Exorcist that she'll be in it. She's playing Auntie M. So it's, it's going to be, I've, I've gotten, and that's another thing with this horror genre thing. I love it. I absolutely love it. it the, the horror genre is very big right now, but I get to work with some of the most iconic characters. I have worked with Mark Patton, Lisa Wilcox, Danny Hassel from Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I've met Robert England. Um, I've got to uh, be with Kane Hodder and CJ Graham and, and a lot of the guys that's played the Jason characters. Dee Wallace. I'm in a movie with her out in Vegas uh, here this hopefully soon it's called campfire 
Uh, I've got 17 projects in production right now. So I, I'm, I'm kind of a busy guy uh, uh, with uh, producing. I'm also on the, I'm on both sides of the camera now. So I'm producing and um, little directing and doing acting as well. So um, got my hands on a lot of things. We've got a book out called Preemptive Strike. Uh, went number one on Amazon. Uh, I'm on the cover of it. Uh, it's, it's out there right now. You can go to Amazon, get the ebook for 99 cents or the paperback is 9.99, but we're making a movie out of that. Uh, we're in the process of getting funding and all that stuff for that. It'll be my first multi-million dollar film. So it's, um, yeah, we got a lot of things going. <laughs> I'm staying, staying pretty busy. Is that I, one a uh, preemptive strike? Is that horror genre yep. as well? No, no, that right there is more fantasy and military. Uh, matter of fact, um, hold on one second. Let me grab that right there for you. Um, this is this is the book right here. This is uh, me on the cover and along with the, one of the writers. And uh, so it's more fantasy. What it is, is military, MMA and superhero. So we're going to there's going to be some a superhero thing in here. So the back of it, it has if you see that right there, that's where we get our powers from. So I that right there is the and that is the archangel. So it's uh, Ooh, I like it. Uh, yeah. So it's y'all. Yeah. It's it's very big. So are you an actor in that one? Or are you producing that one? I am producing it and acting in it as well. Yes. Very cool. Oh I just have one comment though. I'm sorry. I thought The Wizard of Oz already was a horror show, and you've oh, made no. it scarier. We're, okay. Okay. It, I guess you could look at it that way, but we're turning it dark. So it, this is actually going to be a horror film. There, everybody's not going to live. Every, it's not going to be this happy-go-lucky oh, um, thing. So no it's. I think it's. Okay. No, 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 no. So it's it's going to be really cool, and I think if you're a horror fan, I think you're going to absolutely love it. I've got several more horror films that I'm working on. Um, one of them is called Ichabod Crane, where I'll be playing the Headless Horseman. Um, so yeah, oh, that's one of my. I'm favorites. getting to play some. I'm getting to play some very iconic characters, and I'm very very pleased about that. So, oh, yeah. we are so excited to have you in our network. That's yeah, just awesome. thank you. Um, what's way cool? Go ahead. Oh no, I, I just, I, you know, I like, I like always before we, we go and stuff. I, and this is for adults and for kids and for anybody who's listening out there, but I, I would say this to anybody, but if you could choose a life of comfort and ease instead of um, a life of service and adventure, you know, what would you do? And, and, and that's a good question. And I ask everybody, you know, a lot of people would say, well, I want, I want a life of ease, but you got to think about, do you really want a life of ease? Because when there's no, there's no satisfaction. There's no, there's no, at the end of the day, you don't feel fulfilled. You don't, you, 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 there's nothing. If you do it, you do, I don't care if it's opening a door for one person. And making and telling that person you look nice today, or you look good today, or you know your smile is is nice to see. Anything like that—that's a service. That's that's and that's what you want out of life. And because at ninety years old, eighty years old, whatever, you're going to look back on your life and say, "Did did I did I do everything that I could to make somebody happy, or did I just want to make myself happy?" Because I guarantee you, you're not going to be happy if you didn't make somebody else happy. 
So if something bad happens to you, you got three choices. You can either let it define you, you can let it destroy you, or you can let it strengthen you. Literally, those three things define you, destroy you, or strengthen you. You want to be the one that it strengthens. You want to let that choice strengthen you. So every day that you get up, your life is just a little bit better. I just like saying that to everybody and, and, and everything before I leave any kind of interview that I have. And I, it's just it's just part of who I am and who I want to be. And if that touches one person in this interview and, and people that's watching this, if it touches one person, then that's all that's then I did my job. Well, you've done your job because we got people blowing it up uh, left and right. So many comments that have happened because of you. Um, I Usually I save stuff like this for our, our post show, but um, I literally need to ask you to be part of the WP3 command and because uh, I need your aggression in here. And um, I, I got to be the kind of the, the kid gloves 90% of the time. And I need someone that, We'll carry our beacon and and show the world that we are here and that we're real and that we are here to make a difference. But we'll talk about that in a, in a bit. I, you're very busy, and I, I respect that, and I honor that, but we'll uh, we'll carry those conversations. Miss Ricks, what's next for you, dear? Oh, um, another six-hour drive. <laughs> yeah. um, no, um well, I my um, my next single was just sent to Nashville for the final mix, which I'm pretty excited about that. I'm hoping to do a music video to that and um, get that out there. I have a the beginning of illustrations being done for a children's series that I'm writing. And um, coming up soon, I guess I'll be headed out to watch Miss America this year because uh, one of my girls that I'm a local director of, she um, is Miss West Virginia. She won. And so I'm going to go out and cheer her on and continue mentoring uh, for the next next year's season of, of things. But um, I, honestly, you know what? I Every year I set goals for myself. And this year, um, I'm, you know, it's coming on the end of the, I still have a few, few weeks left, I guess, or another month or so to accomplish them. But um I, I did pretty good, so I'm going to start working on what I want to what I want to do next year, and uh, just new music. Um, I'll stay busy traveling back and forth, and hopefully chatting with all you guys again, and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, just trying to stay busy, trying to make a difference, and uh, hopefully put out some more music as long as people will let me and stay healthy. All that good stuff. You're amazing. You're amazing. Um, Thank you. There's usually a bunch of things we need to say, but I'm going to be real honest. Mr. Stokes has covered all the pages tonight, which is, is oh. our message. Um, this doesn't get done sitting on a couch. It doesn't get done um, wishing or talking about it. We, we proactively need to have boots on the ground, and we need to have a positive message, a positive voice, and, and we need to constantly be moving forward. And since we launched the People's Pager Project, that has been our, our driving force, and it has been what we've been getting done. Um, make sure you're doing your buddy checks. Um, that is an essential piece of what we're doing, first responders and veterans alike. Um, and if something doesn't seem right 
and you don't have the strength to, to have the critical conversation, please reach out to us. Um, let us know where we can be effective. This is a collaboration. This is an opportunity to, to serve back to what Mr. Stokes was also talking about. Uh, serving is therapeutic. Um, it makes me feel that's, that's my selfish need and want to continue what we're doing because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good when that someone reaches out to me and say, hey, you know what? What James Stokes said on your show on the evening of November 20th saved my life or saved my friend's life or saved. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll take it every day. I will. Yeah. Me um, too. So if it's one, we've done our job. Um, if it's just spreading the word. Again, it's not enough. Uh, I fullheartedly believe to remember is not enough. So all those things that are in the past, I mean, we're not going to sit here and and wallow over what's happened in the past, but to remember is not enough. You have to be proactive. Sorry to let you off on that one. What do you got for closing? What do I got? You know what I got? Next week's guest. Next week's guest will be... Of course, I scrolled all the way past it. Um, we've got Jacob Hale, and he's bringing in a friend, uh, Tammy, who recently lost her husband. And then we have, he was a, I believe he was a state trooper. And then we have musician JP that we just met down in Nashville as well. So he's up coming and moving very quickly. So I'm excited to see what's happened just in the last month for him. Part of the Tim Newton band. Um, I do want to just real quick, because she was here last week for her first time, I'd like to shout out Kimberly Charlotte. Thank you for coming on, coming back. And we have so many new guests that came on this weekend. I know who you're following, but uh, <laughs> if you like our message, keep coming back because it's always the, it really is always the same message with a different flavor. So um, with that said, I think we'll close um, with the amazing Don Ricks in America. Any problems with that? Do you have anything you want to say about in America? Just listen to the message and thank you guys for having me. And thank you, James, for jumping on and being a guest. No, thank you, Don, for asking me to come on. Mark, Andrea, nice to meet you. And uh, thank you again for having me on. And if you guys could hang on, just hang on for the closing and then we'll have another brief conversation. This is Don Ricks. Thank you. In America. There's a rise in violent crime Taxes are too high Acid rain falls from the sky In America We agree things aren't what they should be But still we see apathy And everyone so hard to please In America Sometimes I take for granted what God has given me And forget that I'm living in the land of the free I should be ashamed when I complain that I don't have what I need When there are people in the world who would give anything just to be
football game on an autumn day before a single play is made we all bow our heads to pray in america march for peace down a city street some believe some disagree but we all have the right to speak in america Sometimes I take for granted what God has given me and forget that I'm living in the land of the free I should be ashamed when I complain that I don't have what I need when there are people in the world who would give anything just to be Fuck off.